0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. And full warning, this is a very spoilerific episode coming up here on you guys today. Very spoilerific, so if you've not seen Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War, the newest animation movie to conclusion of their animated movie universe, then watch the movie and then come back to us. All right, I think that's enough time right there. Welcome, everyone. Ernie Altbacker is on the show. Ernie is a writer on so much of DC Animation. He's done work on Justice League Dark, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, Batman Hush, just to name a few. The Judas Contract recently. Big comic book fan. He is. He was gracious enough to give us a little bit of his time today, and we thank him for it. So this is a big episode. If you guys love DC Animation, the universe that they've been doing, all that sort of stuff on there, and you want to learn a little bit more about writing, this is your guy. We geek out about Constantine, so much other stuff in this episode, and I hope you guys take some of the knowledge that Ernie was able to give you, sort of some uh, helpful tips and tricks for writing and film and animation and TV and such, and maybe hopefully build a career out of them. It's the point of the show. We hope give you guys some advice and behind-the-scenes knowledge. Again, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. If you want more, though, new episodes are free, still free, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or comicchronicle.podbean.com if you guys want to check it out subscribe. Also, you guys can follow me on social media at DakotaMorgan3 on Twitter or at Dakota underscore Morgan 97 on Instagram. Because, you know, just keep in touch and show what's going on social media. Check out the comic stuff I've been working on. All that sort of jazz right there. Thanks, everyone. And without further ado, let's tune in to My Little Talk with Ernie. We are recording. And Ernie, I like to do this with every guest on here because I'm a man of class and somewhat respect. I, I blame the Air Force for that one is welcome to the show, good man. Well, thank you. Thanks, Dakota, for having me. Of course. And this is, believe it or not, we're recording at, what, 9 o'clock in the morning. This is not the earliest uh, talk I've ever had with anyone on the show. Uh, Well, that's good. Yeah, I kind of figure there's going to be someone out there that you, is worth getting up earlier for than me. Oh, no. Trust me, you're worth getting up for. I mean, you're so talented. And I heard you're a really nice guy. And definitely 9 o'clock is well, waking up at 8, really, or 7.30, is not that bad, considering shit I've gotten up, I think there was a friend of mine I had to do a meeting with, and then we also did stuff for the show. It was 4 or 3.30 in the morning.
1: Well, that's what radio usually is for a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, we're getting off
0: easy. Yeah, it's not too bad. Well, Ernie, I got to stay forthright here is you are a way better writer than I am and probably can ever be <laughs> I gotta put that out there because you've with all the work you've done with DC animation and just animation in general you know it's one of those scenes of how did you get so good
1: well just years of practice you know mm. the, the, the key the thing is um who's it's not who's the red, better writer today it's at your age, you're probably a better writer than I was. I was not good when I was really? as young as you.
0: So, <laughs> Why do you say that? Well, I mean, how old are you, Ernie? Because I have a, I have a feeling, I know, but I, I didn't ever look into this because I don't like looking at people's ages because seems kind of rude to me sometimes, but how old are you? Oh, I'm turned 54. That's it? Yeah. That's the new yeah. 30s oh. I've been hearing, so you're doing very well. well yeah all
1: right well that's uh that's great i guess yeah. um but uh but yeah thank you thank you
0: yeah. and so how long have you been in the writing business if you don't mind me asking
1: uh let's see well i was banging around trying to get into it uh I, um after film school um uh, and my first paid job. Let's start with that. Was probably the Spider-Man show in the mid '90s. The Amazing oh, wow. Spider-Man animated series was my first gig. So since then, whatever that is.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. I think that's around mid '90s. So you started big. That just that's that's you going in there. Your first paid gig, and you're like, oh yeah, what well, what is it? Oh, it's Spider-Man. What? <laughs> Like people had to be yeah, like, "Wait, you you're just are you going to Spider-Man?" that is true. You do get lucky a lot of times. I think that's what things. I, I, yeah,
1: right. You know, I, I did get lucky for for um. You know, I guess it was my yeah. It was at least my first paying paying gig as far as you know Hollywood superhero stuff. Hmm. Um, I I had written like for content for websites and I oh. wrote catalogs. And things like that. Before, before that, while I was trying to to break in, you know, like do a day job type thing. Yeah.
0: Oh, I get that one hundred percent. That's where I started at was doing articles for websites and doing stuff for therapy websites. Doing maybe a script revival or a revisal or anything like that. That's how I started, and then now oh, working right. in the film and such. So yeah, I get that. That's not a bad way to start. You earn your stripes. You. Go in and you get to know a little bit of what writing entails, and then when you hit the big storylines of a feature film or a television show, or anything like that, you kind of have an understanding a little bit.
1: Exactly. Yeah. You know, I'd always say that um, whatever you're trying to be uh, in in the in the film or entertainment industry, even if it's something that's just tangential, like you Know any writing job is good for your writing, yes, but it seems like it's a long way away. Like, I had to write a jewelry catalog. Oh, wow! I it was like over over, yeah, over Christmas. Oh, uh, they needed it, um, for you know, the next sale day. I think it was like President's Day or something like that, and and it was just Necklace after necklace, so I learned all the different types of necklaces, and <laughs> and there and there are a lot of you know without the, the thesaurus, and there are a lot of synonyms for the word shiny. Wow. So you know it makes you a little better, but you you seem like you're very very far away
0: yeah. from
1: writing a script uh, that you would really want to write, but. Rather do that than like big dishes or work at the car wash or yeah. like I worked on the phones where I was trying to change people into a different long distance service. So I'd rather write the jewelry catalog than do any of those other
0: things. So you are you did the when you did the phones. You're the person I usually hang up on or I don't answer the phone call. So on behalf of myself and everyone else, terribly sorry because you probably got a lot of angry phone calls at that. Oh, I
1: was the phone guy on yeah. all different things, uh, trying to sell all all different things, uh, give surveys. It, it, yeah, it's not my favorite thing. No,
0: I bet <laughs> not. I that's, oh my god, that's like trying to be a bank teller, or I don't even know. Like, there's just so many jobs where you just want, where you have to deliver bad news, or it's one where you know nobody wants to talk to you. It's just not that good of a sign. They're like, wait, oh, working at a funeral home. There you go. That's one. You just know you're like, I don't want, I hate this job. Well,
1: I mean, look, bank teller and working at a funeral home are actually important things and they it's do true. stuff for you. Like when I was calling you, I was interrupting your meal. No. <laughs> it was not good.
0: Oh, oh, Well, you told, that's a little bit of overall... You said before we started, like, oh, you're a guy who does many things. It seems like you've done a lot of many things, too.
1: Uh, yeah. No, yeah. it's been a long and, and winding route, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, I was a business major in college, and then, mm-hmm. uh, and then my dad got ill uh, at, for a little bit, and I um, had to go in and, and run uh, his business, our family business, which was a machine shop. So I had been working in the machine shop for summers for about 15 years, you know, like big grinding machines and computer numeric controlled Mm. stuff. And and this is boring everybody now.
0: No, 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 no. It's it's still interesting. I
1: did did not enjoy uh, being a machinist. So during that time, I was like, well, let me... uh, let me try and write the Great American Novel. And I, and I did that for about two days and said, you know what, I'm, I like reading, but what I really like is movies. How about mm-hmm. I try and write a screenplay? And it was just, luckily it was just before um, everybody was trying to write screenplays, maybe a, a year to two years. So my timing was good on that also. And um, so with my little spec screenplay, I... Sent it out to places and got rejected, and and some people were were nice about it, and I it did manage to get me into the American Film Institute, mm. which was which was really key, and so that that's where I kind of kind of hooked something, and and I ended up meeting people that were very important uh, to getting me work, like my my good friend Jim Krieg, whose name you've seen on all of those um DC superhero features mm-hmm. the animated features that that, that I've written he kind of oversees that stuff so um, you never can tell which way what's gonna work out and and uh, you know if I wasn't so just uh, um, depressed yeah. about getting sucked into the machine shop possibly for for life um I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have dug around and, and started writing screenplays.
0: Yeah, it's yeah,
1: but you, know, there
0: that, you go. that that goes into a saying I always tell people, especially in our business, because people come to me saying, "Hey, how do I get in? How do I be you?" And like all this other stuff. And I say, first off, if you don't want to be me. It's not fun. Well, sometimes it is, but you got to go through a little bit of bad to get a little bit of good. And I think depression can be, and like when you're in that that motive of. I don't wanna work here. There's gotta be something better. There, you know, there's I can do way more with myself, with my life, and what my talents may be. That is a catalyst for so many people I know in the business. So many and it really is a good motivator, I think. It's bad it's a bad way to start and quote unquote bad, but it also it fuels you for such a long time. It could fuel you to the end of your life. And it could make so many great things happen. I don't think people really realize that sometimes.
1: Nope, it's very true. Very true.
0: Well, were you a comics... Because you've done so much of comic stuff. I mean, obviously, we have you on the show, too. And being a writer, were you a fan of DC and Marvel or anything like that at the time? Or did you kind of, as you got the jobs, you really discovered these characters and such?
1: Nope. You'll be happy to know that I was a huge... Comic book nerd. Oh, really? When I was growing up, yeah, no, big fan. And actually, so coming out of coming out of film school, you know, the, the dream is sell the sell the spec script for a live action film. So for years, mm. I was going after live action, live action. I still do, but I I started getting animation writing uh, jobs, uh, and it was like for at that point, at that point, it was kind of looked down on, you know, still, right? Like oh, Dan yeah. He has these stories about how, how comics are looked down on, but, like, comic book movies? Like, yeah, there there was Superman in the 70s and, and things like that, but it wasn't like, right? Um, hmm. Heck, it wasn't even like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. Oh. Um, Weren't people that, um, as, as I said, you know, my friend, my friend Jim is like, hey, um, you know, they're hiring at Spider Man, and and I think I think he, he or another person with with another comic book job was like, I can't find anybody that wants to come in and do like a Sonic the Hedgehog thing, yeah. you know, because everybody's trying to write like Gone with the Wind or something, and I'm like. Well, shoot, I'll go in and yeah. try and do, like, okay, you know, a, a Sonic or something, all yeah. right? And, and, uh, and, and comic books. It's like, do you
0: know stuff about comic books? It's like, do I know comic books? Cracks the fingers um, and like, sir, yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm like, what, you
0: know? <laughs> hey, folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break, but this is one you definitely want to listen to if you guys are a comic fan, which you are if you're listening to the show you guys like comics and you like reading them in person, let me tell you. Go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. This is not just a hype thing for this ad. Let me tell you. I've been going there for years. I've had Cam Brown on the show all the time. Such a good guy. It's such a good community. Everyone who works there, they know you. They, you get your box number. You get your thing. You get all you need to do there. You get your collectible toys, car, whatever it may be. Comics. It's all there for you guys. So that's Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona. Here's the address. 5801 West Glendale Avenue, Glendale, Arizona, and downtown Glendale. And if you guys want to visit them, you can visit them at drawn to comicscom or find them on social media And the number 623-847-9090 You give them a call. Definitely, guys, I love going to the store. And this is not a fucking lie. I love going. It's so amazing. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully you guys check them out if you're in Arizona or maybe passing through. Remember, guys, draw on the Comics. Go check it out for your books. Reading books in person is so much better than digital, but I love digital too, so it's a little bit of a toss-up. Support brick and mortar companies. We definitely need you to. Thanks, everyone. And now, without further ado, I'm going to take it back to future me.
1: That which you know, which which supervillain are we talking about? Well, let me tell you. While
0: that, yeah. that pairing wouldn't work, you know, like <laughs> here's a better one for you. Here's one that would make the readers and the or the watchers shit their pants they would definitely freak out if you did this and you'd make so much money so so yeah it was
1: it was it was a little bit easier to get into that corner of the business Hmm. and and so you're always working on everything you know I'd love to have I'd love to be doing hour long sci-fi shows or stuff stuff like that but this stuff keeps coming to me and and um I find it very interesting and fun to
0: do, so I keep doing it. Yeah, and and you're living the dream, to say the least, there. And plus, it's one of those things that you get to experience these worlds and have all these characters and such like that. Trust me, I mean, you and I both know it's really fun when you create your own world and such, but when you do these characters and whatnot, and to see it all and see what happens and the fan reactions and such, it's such a beautiful thing. It's why. One of my goals is, as an actor or a writer, is to be able to work on a DC Marvel project. That's the goal, and if I don't do that, I'm still happy with the career I have so far. But were you what stuff were you a fan of? You're saying you're a comics fan, but what stuff were you a fan of at that time? Because at that time it was, I don't, I want to say limited, but I know some people say it wasn't. But like, what were some of the things that you made you a comic book fan?
1: Oh well, I'd, I'd say it started. I started out, my gateway was actually, um, I think,
0: Weird War magazine. Oh, wow. Uh, Jesus, I've not heard that in a while. So I liked liked the uh,
1: Weird War. I mean, there was a lot of Joe Kubert art that I I thought was pretty nifty. And that actually got me back going into the past and discovering the horror and sci-fi comics like ECs from the 1950s so i liked those before i got into the superhero things right mm. so i've been reading comics since the 70s but at that point it was like it was a very odd thing of you know um some richie rich and uh ho- grisly horror books
0: from the 50s uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's right? so it a, a good like, selection it
1: was a, wide, <laughs> it was a wide net yeah <laughs> um so when i really got into when i really got into superhero comics was probably uh the marvel stuff x-men of the mm. 80s Ooh. the the burn stuff and um and then simonson stuff uh his run of four mm. and uh, i i really liked um the flash and Batman, of course, you know who doesn't like Batman.
0: It's true. It's true. Um, yeah, Fantastic Four, Justice League, and it just like it just spreads pretty fast once you
1: once you start with a couple heroes, you know, because they're appearing in each other's books, and you're like, well, let me go check that out. and then yeah. You start reading reading runs of them, but uh, so yeah, you know, I'm, I'm kind of uh, the the great thing is that I've gotten to do some adaptations of books that I read. As a kid, you know, like the Judas contract, I remember oh, yeah. going, this is great.
0: That <laughs> had to be know? the best phone the- call of your time, Ernie. It'd be like, oh, we want you to work on the Judas contract. <gasps> what?
1: Yeah, it was one <laughs> of them, for sure. Yeah. It was like, we're going to be doing a Teen Titans, because they had done one before, but it was it was kind of just as League and the Teen Titans, right? mm
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: um, because they like to try it out first to make sure there's an audience, right? And then they're like, this one's going to be just a Teen Titans. And it's one of the famous books. And I go, let it be the Judas Contract. He's like, oh, oh, you know it. I'm like, oh, yeah.
0: Right? <laughs> you've chosen wisely on your writer for this. <laughs> I'm just going to...
1: Yeah, I was, like, psyched.
0: Oh, I couldn't... So you, you've we done a bunch. You've done the Judas Contract, but is there one out there... That you want to do? Because we all have our storylines. We all want to turn into something. Do you have one that you really oh, want to do that right. you haven't done yet?
1: Yeah. I actually, I would like to take a shot at um, The War of Jokes and Riddles. Oh. <gasps> um, I think that would be a cool one to do. Oh, um, that's
0: that's really newer, too. That's the, in two past two years, I think, if I remember right. <laughs> Yeah.
1: yeah it might be so yeah no, I know I, I, I don't read I, I I mean I wish I had more of a chance to read as, mm. as much as I used to because I used to kind of know everything that was going on. so so I only get to kind of by luck so I, I lucked into that one and and I was like, wow, this one's really cool you know mm. and um, and of course, Oh, there's a there's a there's a Constantine story um, that I'd like to do, and I'm, I'm forgetting the title of it in the Hellblazer books. Mm. I think they should
0: adapt it. I, um, I, you should adapt all of Constantine. I'm going to put that on record. Constantine's such a good character; you can just adapt anything from him, and you're fine. <laughs> to be honest, there.
1: Yeah, there are some fantastic ones, and then uh, I'd love to see I'd love to see a a, a Flash. You know, a standalone Flash that would be, mm. that would be
0: fun to work on. Now, the key know? the key question is a oh, which Flash? Because I mean, you got Jay Garrick, Barry Allen, Wally West. Well, I'm
1: kind of a Barry mm. Allen fan, mm. um, you know, just because that's what I grew up with. Whatever you grow up with, like that's your guy. It's just like who's your Doctor Who? It's like oh yeah. the first one.
0: You know, I've the never heard anybody that make that. That is the best analogy I've ever heard for that, Ernie, in my life. Because I've never heard anybody. Could, it's true. Yeah, that's 100% true. Because, I mean, what? They switched around in 80s, 90s to Wally, the 90s to Wally, and then it was Wally forever because it was Barry before that. I'm a younger guy. I'm only 23, and I love them all. But for some unknown reason, I love Jay Garrick just a little bit more. I don't well, know why he was
1: uh, It was the old Flash Which they brought back Yes
0: right? Oh so, yeah He's
1: like golden
0: age Yeah Justice Society All that sort of stuff I don't know what. Maybe it's a historian in me Because shit, I used to work In paleontology So I love history So it's one of those Where maybe It's the old stories I love with a passion And the historian in me Maybe that's why But I don't know I think I wanted to see something With Jay Garrick one day A standalone animated Jake Garrick movie Or show or something And that's my dream but who knows?
1: Well, yeah, I'd watch that.
0: Yeah, I'd pay I'd <laughs> pay some money. <laughs> yeah, pay they the pay quarantine money. money. Right now. Yeah, exactly. What you've done a little bit recently, and we can't go throughout the show and not talk about it, is you worked on the recent movie that has fans so ecstatic. And I watched that not too long ago, the Apocalypse War. And Right, right. What was that like, being a writer on that? I, I was so curious. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, Ernie did do an Apocalypse. <gasps> I got to talk because I watched it, and it made me cry. It made me laugh. It did so many things. What was it like to work on that anime? And you had Constantine, too. So as a horror fan, you're like yourself, that had to be fun, to work with Justice League Dark yet again. What was it like working on that movie? Um. Well, it was it was fantastic.
1: I was so happy to, to be called in um, to, to do it. And uh, there's another writer on it also, a very talented writer, Margaret Scott.
0: Yes. <laughs> um,
1: so at, at a point, um, the baton passed to me uh, after her first draft, and they were like, we, we needed to be more Justice League dark. And... Mm-hmm because I had written the script for the first Justice League Dark, you know, they just call you at that, that point, you know, usually. Yeah. Because you had done it before, right? They, they, they liked my voice of, of Constantine. And um, and so I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I kind of found out that this was going to be the last one, yeah. um, that it was going to be the capstone to this to James Tucker's continuity. And then I got, like, really excited about it because there were so many, like, plot ends. I had mentioned in a couple, I've talked with several people about this, you know, doing interviews. And mm. the cool thing about this is that um, is, is usually you work for one defining moment at the end uh, of, a, of a feature. You know, like, say, with Judas contract, it was, terror's death scene, like yeah. going nuts, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, or in Batman Hush, it's revealing who who hushes in that final fight, right? Yeah. Um, in this one, there's about a dozen things <laughs> that had to to, had to do, in it yeah. is probably in the middle of the third act. We're closing off things. We are we are going. And now Etrigan gets his mojo back, yeah. and you know, this thing. And uh, now this happens, and we're solving that problem. You know, and, it's, yeah. uh, So there are just all of these these bigger and bigger kind of um, tie-offs to plot lines that have been going on for you know up to seven seven years or something since it
0: started. I'm not quite sure what year. Flashpoint paradox Oh, 2013, was, you know, I think before. Something like that
1: Yeah, yeah. So, seven years Eight depending, About You know, because they, they started working on those Two years before they came out Three, two oh, and yeah. Two and a half
0: Three Something, something like true, that, though. yeah Oh That That's what I loved about the movie, though Was that It kept rolling There wasn't a slow spot And if there's a slow spot It's because you're not paying attention Because that You're absolutely right The dominoes that are falling The the things closing in that, that had to be, was it sad closing a lot of it out though? Or was it like, this is really, and it was the one sense where people may say you're morbid, but you're not. You're like, this is entertaining. This is fun. We get to close out the storylines, this whole thing. Or was there one in there that you're like, this is going to be rough to write? Um, You know, I, I
1: don't, I don't see it as like, a, a sad thing. I guess mm. I see it as, not something ending, but something's going to begin. Oh, yeah. And and like, and I vastly prefer to do it this way than to have it like peter out and not have an ending, you know, because sometimes in in the Hollywood business, it could be like, well, people are leaving and then they just kind of drop it, you know, like sometimes series that you like go away without an ending they used to a lot more at least now they'll they'll tell you and they'll go you know what you should work toward an end because we don't know if it's coming back right
0: yeah it's true <laughs> but, yeah um, it's like just, just make sure you kind of tie <laughs> but, things up because if you don't come back you don't want to be sad about
1: it you know it's like um the kind of famous shows of like firefly you oh, know oh, yeah. or, or uh like freaks and geeks and it's like I, could you have seen a couple more series uh, a couple more seasons of that well yeah yeah you could have <laughs> and you didn't get it yeah right so it's like sometimes there are these oh really quick like we'll, we'll end it as we can so with this one the James and Jim Creek who oversees the the, the writing and the continuity with Alan Burnett before him who, who retired mm-hmm. um so this got to have a, a real and proper ending, um, and so I, I
0: really enjoyed that part of it. You know, it seems I'm yeah. happy. To That's, about that that seems like the best way to go about it because it's such an, an epic scale thing. It's you're absolutely right. It's the start of something new. That is the best way to go. No wonder you're really good at your job, Ernie. <laughs> Just, you go about things the best way too. <laughs> well, thanks. I'm curious, because as a fellow fanboy, of course, we all have the characters we want to write for. At this point, especially with that movie, is there one that you really want to write that you haven't done yet? Or have you basically written for characters that you really wanted to write for? Well, I'm
1: not sure I've written... uh... I've written a bunch of superhero stuff. There's a, there's, a, there, there are a few on the Marvel side. I, I haven't written enough Marvel,
0: Marvel things. Um, what might those be?
1: Put it out in the ether. <laughs> do, well, I, I mean, man, I'd love to do something Wolverine oh. that would be, you know, animated and, and, uh, kind of, kind of a feature. Um, but, um, I really enjoyed this one because Constantine is, was kind of my favorite character before uh, Justice League Dark. And, mm-hmm. and he's still, like, I love the Hellblazer, the, the bastard with a heart of gold. Yes. Um, you know, but I did put in, in this one I put in Captain Boomerang because I had never written him. <laughs> really? Know, I, like, I think I, yeah, like, I think. Well, I had I had seen him uh, in action. Our our Captain Boomerang, um, Liam McIntyre, in Suicide Squad: Hell to Play,
0: mm. uh,
1: Hell to Pay. Um, yeah. So I watched these as a fan, even though I don't. I didn't work on it. Alan Burnett wrote that one, and so I'm like Captain Boomerang hilarious, you know, and then one of the things they brought me in for was this thing is this thing is just a really dark apocalypse war. is so grim. We need a, we need more humor. So <laughs> put, in yeah. some, put in some humor. And so the two things I pitched on that thing were Emo Etrigan and hey, let me use Captain Boomerang in the Suicide Squad people. I'm going to get rid of some. I'm going to add some, some people that I like. Mm. And You know, so I'd never written him before, and uh, boy, he's, he's only got like 15 or 20 lines, and he really killed it.
0: My name is Andrew, and I am the host of a show called Rage Hunter. And on Rage Hunter, we cover the latest news and what's trending in the gaming industry with just a hint of some sarcasm and rage. You probably have this hole, you know, this void in your life that you don't know how to fill. Well, Rage Hunter is going to fill it, and the best part is we are everywhere iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, Podbean, Instagram, Twitter. So that way, you can get as much rage in your life as possible. And some news while you're at it. So come check us out and be a part of the greatest gaming podcast in the universe. See you there. It's true. Um, That's amazing. (laughs) You're just like, I like how you pitched them both those things and they both got approved. They're like, yes. Yes. Just telling you the two things that got approved. Oh.
1: There's a lot of things <laughs> that get shot down in the room.
0: Don't you worry. I was about to say, I'm like Ernie, how much pull do you have? Like, holy god! But that's oh, yeah. I, I have, I have the, the same amount of
1: pull as most writers do. Yeah. which isn't too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> if you don't get rejected a bunch, but you get here a few things accepted, you know, okay, I'm doing something good. Well, there you go. Yeah, it's the best way to look upon it. Well, we are coming near the end of the show, good man, because I know I said about only 40 minutes and so today for you, because I don't want to take too much of your time, and we're in the last 10 minutes, but I definitely want to say now is thank you for coming on to the show. This has been really entertaining and a blast to be able to talk to a fellow writer.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Dakota, and, uh, yeah, you just keep... uh you look like you're doing some good stuff. So just keep keep trying. And uh, one thing you know I'd say is that uh, the most you know that they, they're like one of the most most important things about having a career. I I think it's boldness, stubbornness.
0: Yes. You know,
1: if, you, if you like, if you want it enough and are willing to earn it and work for it and stubbornly refuse to go away, you too can have a career in Hollywood.
0: That's the best. It- Can you can you write an autobiography and put that on page one? Just please, (laughs) please do it. It You would, so many people would be converted, and they'd be like, "Yes,
1: I can do it." There you go. Uh, Just wear people down. Yeah. Oh my god, he's he's not going away. Well, I guess we should just give him a job. Let's give him the really terrible one, and then you do those well, and you get better jobs.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's how you do it. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time. Well, Ernie Goodman, yeah, yeah. do you have any, because um, I know publicists and agents who not always like it when you ask this sort of thing, do you have any social media people can follow you on or a website of any kind?
1: Oh, you know, I'm on Facebook. Uh, I, I, uh, my fan page is EJ Altbacker. Um, uh, but Twitter's probably the easiest one, and, and that's at EJ and my last
0: name, Altbacker. Awesome. All right, good man. Well, you know what? I think it's a perfect time to end it right about here. And do you have any final words? I mean, you kind of ended, you just dropped the mic, basically, with that saying right there, on stubbornness. But do you have anything else?
1: You're going to have to re-edit. Now we're just petering on, right?
0: (laughs) I'm a Midwestern at heart. Our goodbyes last for 40 minutes, okay? I was born and raised in Uh, Illinois. That's the thing. Uh, But... Yeah, good man. I'll end it here, and I definitely want to say again, thank you for coming on to the show. And if you ever want to come back on, the door is open.
1: All right. Well, best of luck to you and your listeners, and uh, have a great
0: day. You too, right? good man. I will email you guys when the show is over, but, well, when the show comes out and whatnot too, all that sort of jazz. And so without further ado, I'll end the show just like this, and stay classy, fellow comic fans.